That's what's going on. I hope you guys are having a good day. My name is Dr. Boyce Watkins from Your Black World and the Black Business School. And uh, I want to talk to you today about the Negro Leagues. The Negro Leagues uh, recently, uh, it was announced that Major League Baseball is going to start celebrating or honoring or recognizing the Negro Leagues and, and recognizing the great accomplishments of the uh, baseball players that played in the Negro Leagues. And uh, there's a little bit to say about that uh, because the Negro Leagues represented a time where uh, black people has some of the best athletes in the world. Uh, black people actually own sports teams. Uh, black people own the entire sports league. The Negro Leagues were ours. Uh, we were the Negroes and we were in the sweet spot. Uh, and integration uh, destroyed the Negro Leagues. Uh, the Negro Leagues uh, could have been something very different from what it became. And uh, in fact, there was a time where black people, I don't know if you guys know this, but black people actually had our own version of NASCAR. And uh, they would have these NASCAR type events where all throughout the country they would go places and they would have thousands of fans in the stands and uh, famous, you know, they, the guys would become celebrities. Uh, we owned entire uh, racing teams and, and stadiums and all these thousands of businesses, thousands of black owned businesses emerged out of this. <clears throat> and all of that died too, uh, because you really want to be white. So uh, let me just say this. Uh, when I saw this article uh, that said that major league baseball is going to represent the Negro leagues, um, I became very sad. I became very, very sad because that's a lot like going to Indians and telling them we're going to have a big Thanksgiving celebration right in your neighborhood. Right in your neighborhood, we're going to celebrate Thanksgiving, and we're going to give you the opportunity to thank the pilgrims for coming in and giving you smallpox and killing your people. So <clears throat> so let's talk about the Negro Leagues, and let's break some of this down. Uh, as we move forward, do me a favor. Please hit the thumbs up button, share button, and subscribe button. If you haven't done it yet, please do that. Uh, this is drboystv.com, the home for intelligent black people. So if you're not black and intelligent, you really need to go. And uh, also don't forget that this weekend we're doing a uh, black real estate weekend. Uh, you can go to blackrealestateweekend.com if you'd like to join us. Uh, the, the, there's only, it only fit 3000 people and we actually have more than 3000 coming, but, uh, but some people may not show up. And so if you get there early, you can actually get in. So uh, feel free to go to blackrealestateweekend.com. If you have an interest in real estate, real estate investment, or become a real estate professional, whatever the case may be, we have a bunch of experts coming through and uh, we're here to serve you and we own what we have and we're not selling that to anybody. So let's keep going. Do me a favor, hit the thumbs up button. All right. So the Negro leagues, let's talk about the Negro leagues and uh, the story that's kind of here, right? So uh, I read this at ESPN, and basically ESPN is saying, oh, let me turn this off. Basically ESPN is saying that uh, that Major League Baseball has decided to uh, recognize records from the Negro Leagues. Uh, if you, you know, I'm not going to read the whole story to you, but what I will say is that you may not know the history, but did you know that the, the, the year after, a lot of you go to school. First of all, let me ask you this, yes or no? Yes or no? How many of you... Um, grew up uh, honoring or being uh, taught to celebrate Jackie Robinson being accepted into the major leagues. Uh, how many of you grew up, give me a yes or no in the chat. I'm going to raise both hands because it's true for me. How many of you grew up uh, believing that you that it was an honor that Jackie Robinson was accepted into the major leagues when he was pulled out of the Negro Leagues? Give me a yes or no. Okay, so so let me just start the conversation here. I need you all to stop that. I need you all to stop celebrating uh, Jackie Robinson going into Major League Baseball because Jackie Robinson going to the Brooklyn Dodgers. I know they made a movie about it. I know they put the guy from the Lion King in it, or sorry, not Lion King, uh, Black Panther, whatever, 
movie they use, whatever movie, whatever trigger Disney's using to get y'all's money, it was one of those movies, right? So they put uh, the, the the brother rest his soul. Don't, no disrespect, but you should be supporting uh, black owned movies. I, I I do believe that. Sorry, I'm a Disney stockholder. I make money when Disney makes money, but I do believe in supporting the black owned film industry because you need to own something. So uh, so I need you to stop doing that. Stop thinking that Jackie Robinson going to Major League Baseball was good for black people. It wasn't. The Negro Leagues literally started to pretty much die the year after Jackie Robinson left. Did y'all know that? That the year after Jackie Robinson left the Negro Leagues to go to Major League Baseball, that's when the, the league started. Boom. Done. Done. So what I kind of need you to process here is this. I, I know that uh, that your fake civil rights leaders want you to celebrate integration. I know that they want you to believe that uh, that you that you want nothing until white people started to acknowledge you. I, I, I know they want you to believe that the, the, that it made sense for them to want to get their heads bashed in so they could get, have the right to go give a white man all their money. Uh, but just understand that that was fake news. That was the original fake news. That was propaganda. That was propaganda. And at that time, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the ability to fight back against propaganda. So there were people like Dr. Claude Anderson who wrote books like Powernomics, who teach you actually how to have economic power, who were very much against all of that back then. They had a whole resistance movement that said, this is stupid. I'm not going to go get my hair bashed in just so that a white man will let me give him all my money. I that I need that money. I'm going to build with that money. I don't want to give it to him. I'm not his child. I'm not going to give up my business so that I can go get a job. I'm not going to stop being a producer so that I have the right to be a consumer. I'm not going to stop being an owner so that I can be a renter. I'm not going to stop being an investor so that I can be a borrower, right? Like, and, and that's what's happened, right? You, you used to own, did y'all know 100 years ago, black people owned about 15 times more land than you own right now? Did y'all know that? Give me a yes or no if you knew this. Black people own 15 times more land 100 years ago than you own today. But you got a whole lot of college degrees <laughs> and student loan debt, <laughs> So you switch from being an owner to being a renter. You switch from being a, a, to a producer to being a consumer. You switch from being an investor to being a borrower. You switch from being the boss to being the employee. You you gave up what you owned so that you could be owned by somebody else because maybe you didn't feel, maybe your people did not feel, or maybe your people were convinced to believe that they weren't capable of owning anything. Now, here's the deal. Here's what's going on now. And, and, and so, so when you talk about the Negro Leagues, I don't, wanna, I don't really want to talk about it. I, I, I'm very sad about it. I mean, I think that there should be historical representation, historical recognition, all this other stuff. But I, it makes me very sad because that's like Thanksgiving for us. That was the economic equivalent of Thanksgiving. Because here's what happened. Integration was not a partnership. Integration was not a partnership. Integration was a brain drain. Integration was not a situation where they took all of you and brought your whole community in and, and, and partnered with the entire community and allowed you to have equity in the process. Integration was an occupation. It was a corporate takeover. Integration was basically where they said, we don't want every, we don't want all the Negroes. Lord, we, what would we do with all these black people? But y'all got some good ones over there. Y'all, y'all's Negro leagues. We don't want to compete with y'all. My God, if we compete with you, we're going to lose. Hold on. Let me turn the seat off. They said, they said, they said, by God, if, if we, if we try to compete with y'all, we're going to get our asses whooped. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to go over here. We're going to cherry pick. Okay, we don't we don't want those ten, but we'll take him. Uh, we don't want those twenty, but we'll take him. 
Oh, we don't want all your businesses. We got businesses. We got that part locked up. The whole ownership and control piece. We got this. Let the grownups uh, own things. Let let the adults own the assets. Y'all could, but y'all could be good employees. So we'll so we'll take him. Forget all your businesses, right? So so you take one percent. You take that top one percent, and you throw away the other ninety nine percent. Why does this matter? Why do I have this conversation? Why do I decide I, I, I want to be asshole of the month because I'm, make, I'm messing up everybody's feel-good moment? Well, the reason is because you need to understand that the reason that your wealth is going backward is because you're doing something wrong. The reason that your wealth has not grown in 60 years is because you're doing something wrong. Can we at least agree? Give me a yes or no in the chat if we can at least agree that we're doing something wrong. And, you know, maybe, maybe not, 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 not swagging, not bragging, but maybe the fact that I have a doctorate in finance will allow me to share a couple of points of view that will help you understand why you're doing something wrong and what you're doing wrong, what you might do differently in order to be successful. So the Negro Leagues, the reason the Negro Leagues and that whole, the whole narrative of Major League Baseball recognizing the Negro Leagues angers me. I mean, it burns me. It makes me want to punch a hole in the damn wall. Is because I had I read in here this person. I I took notes. I, I'm not going to read the whole article to you, but there's a point where they literally said that they're going to now classify the Negro leagues as major leagues. They're going to give the Negro league athletes, the superior athletes, the honor of being acknowledged as major league players. Are you kidding me right now? Are you kidding me right now? That's like me acknowledging that LeBron James is a basketball player. Well, I'm going to go ahead and acknowledge that you might be as good of a basketball player as me, but but you know, but I am five foot eight, and I I can I do have a a thirty inch vertical leap or twenty five inch whatever it is, and I know you're LeBron James, and I and but but I'm going to acknowledge that perhaps you might be as good as I am. Are you out of your damn mind? Any any person who accepts that is 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 crazy too. Anybody who gets excited about that. What's wrong with you? And, and and let me tell you how this translates into 2020. 2020, you have ridiculous conversations happening in your in your community. You have ridiculous conversations happening. You have conversations like this. Well, gosh, maybe if Jay-Z gets together with with uh with some other multimillionaire rappers, they can go own 10% of a team. Or maybe if Jay-Z partners with the white billionaires and, and they they can they can they they put him on a billboard, they can pretend like he's an owner of the Brooklyn Nets. Anybody remember that? When they pretended like Jay-Z was an owner of the Brooklyn Nets and put him on every billboard so that black people would let them come in and gentrify the community because they wanted to shut down the activists. They wanted to shut down the Cornell West who are actually protesting to get jobs for the people in the community. So they shut that down by putting Jay-Z on a billboard and pretend like he was an owner. And they said, oh, this is going to be black owned. You you shouldn't uh, you, you shouldn't protest this. And it turned out Jay-Z owned one sixteenth of one percent, one sixteenth of one percent of the team. One sixteenth of one percent. That means if you take the team, chop it into a hundred pieces, hundred pieces, take one piece, and then take that one piece out of a hundred and chop it into sixteen little pieces. That's that was his ownership stake. Well, good for Jay Z. I think he made about eight million from that. That's great. But what you got to start processing is that there's a difference between what happens with the individual and versus what happens with the collective. There's a difference between that which is real versus that which is symbolic. There, and, and, and this idea that you spend your whole life looking for validation and acknowledgement from people who are not as good as you in, in a lot of areas, 
is probably the, the one mental illness that you need to fix. My friend Estia Brown is a therapist. I need y'all to all go to her website and sign up for therapy if you think that any of that makes sense because you got a self-esteem problem and you ain't never going to get a hit. Now, let me move forward. Hit the thumbs up button. Please hit the thumbs up button, share, subscribe, notification bell. Uh, we believe in owning things around here and we, we want to own black media. We need your help. If you could just hit that notification bell, subscribe, stuff like that, that would really help us a lot. We want to stay connected. We want to build our platform. Also, you can text the word voice, text voice to 31996. Somebody type it in 31996, text voice to 31996. And every now and then about two times a week, I'll text you and let you know when we go live. Okay. Because we have all black conversations here. Here and it's always productive. So, so let me go through and ask you guys, um, uh, you know, a, a quick question. So, when you look at what happened with Major League Baseball in the Negro Leagues, um, when Major League Baseball came and colonized the Negro Leagues and took our best athletes and and let them go play next to the white boys, did the black community win economically? Was the black community better off? We know Jackie Robinson got a job, good for him, but was the black community better off? Give me a yes or no. So I know that we're on the same page. Okay, good, good. So we're on the same page. We, we got the lesson. Um, the integration of Major League Baseball was probably one of the saddest events in sports history. Uh, it is uh, reflective of also what happened in other areas. I don't know if you all know this, but the Kentucky Derby used to be dominated by black jockeys. How many of y'all knew this? Black jockeys were would win the Kentucky Derby every single year. And when the white guys saw that black people had something good going, they came in and they pushed the black jockeys out and they took over the game. And that's the way racial capitalism works. And the way it works is when you see somebody has something good going on, you go over there and you, you, you buy what they have, you buy them up, you, you, you tear them down, whatever it takes, you burn down the black wall street or you scoop it up and suck it into what you have. And if they're, if, they're, if, they're, if they're not smart enough to know what the game is, then they're going to be taken by that. That's why Facebook right now, Facebook and Google, are being uh, scrutinized heavily. They're being sued for antitrust violations because Mark Zuckerberg's rule was, I want to be de the destroyer of worlds. That means that if I see anybody come along competing with us, we're going to either copy them, and if we can't copy them, we're going to try to buy them, one or the other. We're going to either buy them or copy them or whatever the case may be. Well, we got to get rid of them. We must eliminate them. The NCAA did that with the um, the NAIA. That's why they're now in court right now facing a Supreme Court case in which they might have to actually start paying the athletes because the NCAA takes about a billion dollars a year out of the black community. So, so my point is to say this, that if you don't learn to play the economic game uh, from the top, then you're always going to lose. Capitalism, I know capitalism very well, which is why I'm not a, a complete fan of capitalism. I know the good of the good side of it and the bad side of it. I believe in free enterprise. I believe in the ownership of business. But I also know that you don't want to be on the losing side of a capitalist game. And what I'm here to tell you is that if you don't understand how to play the game above the rim, then you're going to get dunked on every time. And, and the fellas know what I'm talking about. You know, it was nasty when you get posterized. You know how the term posterized when a guy dunks on you and he got his his junk all in your face when he's going up on you or whatever. And you got, you got testicle sweat on your forehead and they took a picture of it. Like that's literally what's happening to the black community. You're getting dunked on every step of the way because you're training your children and training your family on the wrong way to play the economic game. You're playing it from the bottom, not from the top. You're looking, you're, you're going in as job seekers and not as owners of capital. You're going in as renters and not as owners of real estate. You're going in as borrowers and not as investors. You're going in as consumers, not as producers. You must train your children 
to play that game from the top. And, so, and in fact, in the Black Business School, when we teach our kids our own wealth, we, we teach them to keep their poise, P-O-I-S-E. The poise model stands for producer, owner, investor, saver, entrepreneur. Write this down. Give it to your kids. It'll change their life. Producer, owner, investor, saver, entrepreneur. People that do those five things are playing the game from the top. Those who do the opposite are playing the game from the bottom. And the opposite of poor, keeping your poise is being a scrub. Scrub stands for um, spender, consumer, renter, underclass, borrower. So people who are the, the scrubs get, get dunked on. People who keep their poise know how to win championships. So when you go out there, I want you to win championships. And this whole story about the Major League Baseball, there was nothing to celebrate about this story. Nothing to celebrate. How dare you tell me that you're going to finally acknowledge the fact that we have the best athletes in the world. And But it ain't even their fault. You can't blame them for going after a good thing when they see it. You can't blame them. And maybe you can't even blame us. Maybe it was the sign of the times, right? We were, we're coming out of slavery. Our self-esteem isn't there. We're looking for anybody to tell us that we're pretty and that they love us. Well, well those days are gone. It ain't 1942 anymore. And so when you hear these conversations, these these conversations about Negroes fighting for crumbs or fighting for a seat at the table. You know, I don't want to, I don't care about you fighting for a seat at the table. And I, and I think that when Joe Biden was yelling at those, so your so-called black leaders yelling at them like little children, that was indicative of how pathetic they make you. They make you into little children. So, <clears throat> so when, when the major leagues basically say, we're going to acknowledge you, we're going to acknowledge you at the Negro leagues as major league too. That's like them saying, well, you know, we used to think you were a little boy, but now we realize you might be a man. Okay, well, we, you know what? You're gonna we're gonna say we're gonna go ahead and say that you're a man too. We're gonna give you your manhood. And the whole time you were six foot five, two hundred and fifty pounds, <laughs> and they and they're finally acknowledging you as a man. Well, I, their acknowledgement means nothing to me. What I need you to do is acknowledge yourself, and I need you to understand that the historical tragedy of what happened with the Negro Leagues. I need you to understand that in this economic system, what matters in America is ownership and control. So that means. Very basically, uh, stocks and bonds. You you own that. Teach your kids what it ain't. What you how much you make? Who cares how much you make? Who cares what fancy job you get coming out of out of your out of whatever university you went to? I don't care about that. What do you own? What what's yours? I don't I don't care that the bank loaned you money to buy you a nice car. Is it your? How much of that is yours? What's yours? What assets do you own that are going up in value? Right. So ownership of stocks and bonds, ownership of real estate, buying the block. You, you get mad because they gentrified your neighborhoods. But these neighborhoods have always been on sale. And you could have went back and bought those neighborhoods when they were very, very cheap. Kenny Gamble did it in Philadelphia. Now, Kenny Gamble is a multi, multi, multi millionaire from real estate because he bought the real estate when nobody wanted it. You didn't even want it. You didn't. Even, you said when Kenny was buying up in, in you know hundreds of houses in the hood. People say, well, why would you want to buy a house down there? You should get a house up there where the white folks are. Why? Well, because you're a white supremacist. You have always believed that his ice is colder, that if your kids go to school with his kids, then your kids will get a better better education. If you get to live out in his neighborhood, then that's a better neighborhood to live in. If you go work for his company, then that's a better situation to be in. That's what you've always believed. So what we're fighting against is hundreds of years of programming. And I'm telling you, for those of you who got kids, how many of you in here have children? How many of you have children or some young person who listens to what you have to say? Some of you may be young yourself. If you're young and you're here, I congratulate you because a lot of us didn't figure this stuff out till we were 35, 40 years old. How many of you are either young or have a young person that, that you mentor or a child or whatever? It, it, so what I'm asking you to do, I'm begging you. I am, be I am on my hands and knees begging you right now 
to make sure that you do not allow your children to be raised as white supremacists. There's nothing special about going to a school full of white people. It will only stress you out. No disrespect to white people, but that's your space. That's not really our space. There's nothing special about living next to a white man. It does not make your living experience better. There's nothing special about working for a big white company. If that's what you want to do, do it. But uh, owning a black company is a hundred times better. So own things, own assets, you know, Jay-Z, all these guys, all these millionaires, I am flabbergasted by the fact that we have these millionaire billionaires uh, in, in our community, on, on, you know, in entertainment, whatever, who literally are still trying to beg their way into getting 1% ownership in, in these little sports leagues. I, I don't understand that when the, when the most powerful men and women in your community are, are looking like little boys next to their competitors, what hope do you really have? When your so-called most prominent civil rights leaders, the head of the NAACP, Al Sharp, are sitting there talking to Joe Biden and being yelled at like little kids, like little kids who forgot their lunch money. What, what does that really say to you as a people? That means that somebody, righteous, intelligent black people have to take over the steering wheel and say, you know what? We're going to drive this thing. We're going to drive it the right way because y'all, y'all, you don't know what the hell y'all doing. So, so that's it. Those are my thoughts. Um, this Negro League story did not excite me or inspire me. I'm not angry at anybody. I'm not angry at MLB for acknowledging greatness. You can't get mad at them for that. You can't get mad at them for seeing a good thing when they see it, right? You can't get mad at them for doing business. You can't get mad at them for dunking a basketball. You can't get mad at them for scoring points for their team. What you got to look at is whether or not your team is doing what it's supposed to do. So I believe team black people can step our game up. And when we step our game up, we will win. When we teach our children about economics, we will win. When we start embracing ownership over rentership and employeeship, we will win. When we start preparing ourselves to play the game at the highest levels, we will win. When we start valuing what you own over how much you make, we will win. So I want you to go win and everybody ain't going to win. Everybody ain't going to get it. But those of you that are here, you got the message. The message is clear. I hope that I was clear. Give me a yes in the chat if what I said is clear so that I can go get back to my woman. But I had to come in and have this conversation with you and hopes that you'll hear it in the spirit it's intended. Okay, so I'm going to get out of here. Uh, By the way, speaking of ownership, we do have a social media platform called Blagging Enough.com. So feel free. We trademark this word. Like I have the trademark papers in my desk. So if you want to go join Black Enough, feel free to join. So, you know, complete freedom of speech, all that good stuff. Also, uh, the Black Real Estate Weekend starts tomorrow. You can go to blackrealestateweekend.com. We have real estate experts coming in. Uh, it's, it's actually over capacity now. But if you get there early, then it's first come first. So whoever gets in first gets in. So you can go to blackrealestateweekend.com and register and uh, and come on in. Okay, so we're going to do that all weekend uh, because we believe deeply in real estate ownership. All right. So I'm out of here. Have a good day. Hit the thumbs up button before you go. Thank you for listening and I'll see you soon. Take care. Peace.